What's going on, hippies? I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And we are Face Wrestling, and we have something good for you coming up. On January 9th is our next Stardom Review episode, episode 38. But we're already starting the prep work for what's coming in February on February 9th. And we're going to be doing a watch-along. Now, you'll have to figure out by watching the upcoming episodes, figure out what we're doing the watch-along for. Yep. But what we really wanted to put out is the fact that we're doing a Q&A with... Biss of Inspire AD. Now, I know a lot of you Inspire fans really enjoy the product that Biss is putting out and all the hard work that the folks over at Inspire are doing, as do we, which is why we want to do a Q&A with them while we do our watch-along. Anything you want to add? But not just our Q&A. We want your cues for his A's. So in the comments below or find us on social media, give us any questions you might want to ask Biss or somebody who runs one of the better... Central Texas Wrestling Promotions. That, that sounded good, right? Yeah. So, sounded better than what I yeah. expected. Because, you know, <laughs> ignorance may be bliss, but now knowledge can be piss. That's worse than the first At time. Face yeah. At Face Wrestling on the water, Instagram, YouTube, and you can hit us a note at facewrestling at gmail.com yeah. to send in your questions. And if you want to ask us or Dr. My Wife a question about whatever else is going along or Whatever it is to your heart's content, feel free to go ahead. But send those questions in, and we'll start popping them up with our watch-along like we've done in the past. Insert video here? We'll see. <laughs> but I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And don't forget, everyone is different, and everyone is good. Welcome back to another episode of the Face Wrestling Video Podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. And in episode 38, we're back at Shakiba First Ring on March 24th with a reported attendance of 308. We have a five-match card tonight with the singles, a three-way tag, and three triple tag matches with the main event being for the Artists of Stardom Championship. Matt. Yep. Would now be a good time for me to remind everyone that we use Cage Match to get attendance and match times? It seems like some of the bigger promotions are using it to outline things, and we do verify what we find on there. And I use I, I use Cage Match as well, and Joshi World or Joshi Wiki for move names and stuff. Whenever you just call up another armbar. In a strange turn of events, and I feel like this has happened already. Kagenzo is opening the show in a singles match against Hanan. Side note, I thought this match had some weird audio. Turns out my YouTube music playlist was going while I was recording this match. Hanan does not, in fact, come out to Man of War. No. So we shoot over to Hanan, who says, Today it's a singles match with Kegitsu-san. Kegitsu-san thinks this will be easy and she'll get no damage. But this isn't just a warm-up for her. I'm going to inflict damage to Geiketsu-san and hurt her chances in her title defense. I'll do my best. I really love how she's like, even if I don't win, I'm going to make her lose her belt. Because that's how much Stars and Odeotai don't like each other. So that's a nice little nod there. 
We then shoot over to Odiotai's locker room for possibly the longest promo we've had to do so far. Hazuki says, we're at Shinkiba today. The Prime Minister is in the opening match. Kagetsu starts filling her hand with, like, foam. I think it's moose. And... Yeah, I have a note on that here in just a second. Yeah, and Hazuki's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I have to hurry out there. Hazuki says, comment, please. Also, we should totally clip that for any future stuff. What's just that? A nice little gif of Hazuki saying, comment, please, and put it on all our stuff. Oh, <laughs> noted. Kagetsu says, I'll do my best. Hazuki says, we have a trios match. And it's a preview battle for Anchan. Anchan makes her hand symbols. Kigetsu says, wow. Natsu says, that's so deep. Kigetsu says, today's comments are deep. We should clip that one too. And smart, says Natsu. Hazuki says, now has two more shows. Kigetsu says, she's not here. Natsu says, we forgot to grab her. Kigetsu says, you forgot? Please edit this out. Natsu's wipe it. Hazuki says, well, she'll assist us and lead Odeotai to victory. As for the match, here you go. Love that they forgot to bring Nao in for one of her final interviews here. Which is weird because she'll be on the show later. Yeah, she immediately comes out with them. I appreciate Hanan not threatening death on anyone in the match. There are a lot of promos where folks don't know what they really want to say and just shout, I'm going to kill you in the ring. Right. That's not the point. And that is an awful lot of moose that Kigetsu is using yeah. in her hair. And as you mentioned, Matt, Hazuki talks about now only having two more shows. Don't worry, we'll cover that when it happens. Yeah. Old Ref gets us started with checks, and I'm sure he's out there because of Kegetsu being in the opening match. Mm. Hanan tries to go for handshakes, and Kegetsu must still have moose on her hands because she refuses. Mm. Quick drop kick to Kegetsu to put her in the corner for some follow-up elbows. Hanan looks to have Kegetsu where she wants her, but it quickly turns around as Kegetsu eats a drop kick to lay one in on for her own. Then she just starts taking her time with Hanan to show the audience who's in control. Yeah, Hanan really tried to bring the pain from the get-go, and Kegetsu was having none of it. There's a good-looking snapmare to Hanan to lay in a taunting chin lock right after that. Mm -hmm. And you have to hand it to Kegetsu here. As she's running Hanan's face on the ropes, she's got the usually quiet crowd booing her here. Mm -hmm. As old ref is checking in on Hanan, Kegetsu sneaks in a water break and gets a big mist in following a bounce off the ropes. Gets old ref too, and even some of the stars members right after that. Yeah, I have a note on this. So yeah, Kigetsu sprays Hanan with the water. Then she sprays old ref with the water. Then threatens everyone with water. The cameraman flinches. Tam does not, because she's a badass. Saki hides behind a towel, because she's smart. Mayu hides behind Tam, like a true coward. And causes Tam to take the brunt of the blast. Mm -hmm, I'm pretty sure that this is some more Saki stuff going on. Watch it back, you'll see. But this opens up an opportunity for Hanan to start laying in elbows. They don't seem like they're really hitting as intended, though. No. Kigetsu entertains it for a little bit and just goes to woman handle Hanan for a five count from Old Ref. Nice counter takedown from Hanan coming off the ropes, but it only leads to a two and Kigetsu is back in control. There's a good back and forth going on here and ends up making Hanan look like she has a good chance of getting over on Kigetsu. That's the reverse Russian leg sweep into a pin thing we were talking about offline, Matt. Yeah, yeah. This is the one where it was like two and 99 100s, right? Yeah. Where yeah. even Kegetsu was like, had to check to make sure she kicked out in time. It transitions into armbar number 64 after that failed pin, but Kegetsu goes to pick her up and Hanan rolls it into armbar number 65. Mm. Hanan off the top to land a stomp onto that same arm and back into armbar number 42. She almost has it laid in for a submission, but now is on the outside trying to get Kegetsu's foot to the rope for a break. She is quickly caught by Old Ref. Mm. Kigetsu takes all of this and puts a stop to it with a kick to the gut and a Samoan drop. Brutal kicks, and it's not enough to pin Hanan. 
Yeah, yeah, I really like this spot. Sorry, the the rope spot. It was one of the best things ever. She she tried to get the rope but couldn't quite reach it. Now tries to pull her foot up there. Old ref sees it, kicks it now to get her away. And then when Kigetsu reaches the rope, he kicks her foot off the rope and was like, no, we're not allowing cheating. Loved it. Nice reversal for Hanan out of another Samoan drop, and the ladies are exchanging pen attempts until Kigetsu hits a code breaker and wins by submission with armbar number 12 at 642. Yeah, Hanan sells this armbar like death. Good opener, and future me tends to think this is setting up Hanan for a bright future. This went back and forth more than I expected, but Hanan held her own despite not being able to win over Kegetsu. Yeah, I thought something was going to happen at the end, too, because now offers Kegetsu the Healy Spray. She turns it down and instead takes out Brass Knuckles and her Judy and hides the Brass Knuckles when Old Ref goes to raise her hand for the victory. But then they just walk away. They didn't hit nobody with the Brass Knucks or stab anybody with the, the, the Judy. But it was a really good match, and like you said, Watching this while also watching current stardom, it's awesome to see how far Hanan has come. It starts very impulsively with Hanan because it's that's usually her MO, though. She mm-hmm. doesn't really underestimate her opponent, so it's understandable that she just gets right into it. Kigitsu is, of course, like you said, is having none of it in the beginning, but this is also a way of, for her to size up her opponent, so she just kind of eats a few of the shots at the beginning. I appreciate Hanan's skill, but I also appreciate Kigitsu's skill with her water bending as we still see her expertly go at ref mm-hmm. with that, so maybe give her some extra points. Not sure if you can do some coin pops or whatever. We'll see what we can do. The multiple arm bars, like you said, by Hanen doesn't really uh, get into realizing how well Kagitsu is in the ring with regard to her ring awareness because she's able to get get out of them pretty quickly. But like you said, great opening match. It really showed the skill and prowess of Hanen as she's as we see her have more matches by herself. So it's nice to see her grow without her sisters. Yep. Our next match is a three-way tag with the teams of Jan, Kaori, and Leo. Stars, Starlight Kid, and XZ Isaiah. Wait, hang on a minute. She's in Stars again? Yep. Okay. They're friends again. And the twins of Hina and Rena. Yeah, we shoot back to Rena, who says it's another three-way tag and Leo's one-year anniversary. I don't care if it's her anniversary. I want to win. Let's do it. We then shoot over to the Jan locker room where we get the Jan intros, followed by Leo saying, Well, it's my one-year anniversary, and I'm happy to team with Yoniyama-san. With Yoniyama-san's help, I'd like to get my first win today. Let's go, Jungle Jungle. We then shoot to Xeaziah, who gives her typical Kanichiwawa entrance, but Starlight, I don't know if she's mocking her or joining in, has to take it even further and is like, Kanichiwawa-wa-wa-wa-wa-wa-wa-wa. Uh, but then Zia says, Today we are in a three-way tag match. And myself and Star- Starlight are on kind of a streak right now, so I think we got it. Definitely in the bag. We make for a very strong team. Starlight says, Since I am teaming with Zaya, I tried to wear a blue mask to match her. Three-way tags are hard, but we have youth. Oh, wait. Hina and Rena are young. Well, we're not fresh. Hina and Rena are fresh, but Stars is going to win. Let's do it. Let's do our best. Race car ref is out, and he is just bewildered as I am when it comes to Jan doing their warm-up. Yeah. Wait, though, did you notice something? What's that? You know how you are always impressed when Starlight does her leg stretch thing? Yeah. Zaya was also impressed. <laughs> she was watching it and starts joking with Saki about it and attempts to do it herself. And then just is like, nope, can't do that. We start off with Xia Zaya, Leo, and Rena in the ring. And it quickly turns into a team up against Leo. Not too long, though, because then we start getting the exchange of pins between everybody and the ring. I don't know why I put and the ring, but I'm pretty sure the video will... 
sort that out. It'll make sense. And it leads to everybody tagging out. And you know, just as soon as Kaori is in the ring, we're going to try to get the crowd work going, and she is quickly taken aback that everybody likes stars over her. Mm -hmm. The twins team up against Kaori, and they start the dropkick train against her in the corner. They flip her out of the corner into the middle of the ring for Starlight Kid and XZ Azaya for all of the stars to get together for a pose in the middle of the ring. This is a good spot. Leo comes in to break it up, and we get a little bit of chaos going on as we can't figure out who's in charge or who's legal in the ring. Yeah. I always appreciate a tag member coming in and accidentally making it worse for their partner. Leo doesn't quite understand that she's actually hurting Kaori as Starlight has the, I'm going to call this the reverse figure four in. Sure. But this was a really good one. Yeah, I tried to find the actual name for it and could not. However, while I was looking it up, I came across just like a bunch of Starlight's signature and finisher moves. Go watch highlight reels of Starlight. You'll be impressed. But there's a lot of back and forth going on in this match. All teams are tagging in and out quickly and everybody's getting a turn in the ring. Nice double dropkick from Starlight Kid into Leo and Rena. We finally do get some decent tags into Xia Zaya to kind of let us know who's really legal inside of the ring. Mm -hmm. And she starts running wild on everybody to include Leo and Rena, who are still in the ring. Rena starts to get in some elbows to Xia Zaya. She doesn't want any of what's going to follow as the receipt, so she tags in her sister. Yeah. Leo tries to come in and give an assist or tries to sneak something in. Xia Zaya just shoots her away as quickly as possible. Kid is tagged in, and she is running to the corners to try and dropkick on Leo, but Jan move out of the way and hit a double clothesline to her in the corner. Kiori makes it into the ring, and they start double-teaming up on Kid, and it includes a nice step-stool splash into the corner with a double bulldog coming out. But it's not quite enough to get the pin, as Leo is still looking around to try to figure out what's going on, and carries back to help out her with the running something or another. But they end up running into each other as Kid gets out of the way. Yep. I glanced down for just a second, and as I look back up, it's the sisters coming in against Xia Zaya, but she's up in the corner and lands a crossbody double splash onto the sisters. Kid comes in for what looks like a sweeping suplex. Uh, this allows her to go up top and hit the flying moonsault for the three in 533. I have the name of your sweeping suplex. Okay. The Swinging Fisherman's Neckbreaker. I'll allow it. Yep. Quick post-taunting from Kid to Jan is this was a quick match that seemed to let everybody get in their skills and kind of display what's going on here. But everybody was involved, which I always appreciate. Yeah, they kind of taunt the fact that it's Leo's one-year anniversary and she lost. But after everybody's leaves the ring, they give her a moment to celebrate that she's been there. It's for her anniversary and everything. So it was pretty good. I didn't dislike this match. It was fun. It was fast-paced. Like you said, everybody got involved and was able to showcase what they do best. So kudos to this one. I found it interesting that the wrestlers either use Yama to their advantage or they gang up on her, mm. making sure that they take the muscle out before uh, Jan can get their wheels on them. Yeah. But, it's always one or the other. There's never anything in the middle. Yeah. I had to wonder if Leo's backup was even helping or hindering because at one point kept uh, hitting, uh, was it Starlight Kid? at the time yeah yes. she was hitting starlight kid yeah and, and it kept putting more leverage on that hole she she had on the... i think she would cheer after she would hit her yeah. too like she was doing something great yes yeah, so i was like what <laughs> okay now matt i know that usually it's you or me that do the updates for anything that we find in real time or something along that's interesting in our storyline and reviews mm -hmm. but this time i'm gonna throw it to doctor my wife well did you know that xz Isaiah is coming to uww on san antonio this february interesting yeah and and she's signed to Atomic Legacy Wrestling out in Florida. Big shout out to Pete Lynch and all the great stuff he's doing out there in Florida. For those that don't know, behind the scenes, we actually trade wrestling cards with Pete. 
And our collection and his collection has vastly expanded thanks to the back and forth that we have. Couldn't find one of the better people in wrestling out in Florida, even if he's not in Texas. Our first of three triple tag matches of the night sees QQ, Konami, Utami, and Azumi take on Jan, Jungle, Gorilla, and Natsuko. Take it away, Matt. Yep, we get the Jan intros before Jungle says... This wonderful team, the three of us won last time here at Shinkiba. That's right, I want to win again today. Let's go, Jungle Jungle. We shoot over to the QQ locker room where Azumi allows Konami to speak. Hey, we're here at Shinkiba today. Is this the first time we've tagged as a trio? Azumi, yep, first time. Konami, the first time. I'm excited to see how it is with us. I'm looking forward to finding out what kind of match this will be. Looking at the three of us, I think it will be an overwhelming victory. Let's do our best. Let's go. Utami still is not allowed to speak. I have here Utami word count one half. Yeah. She nodded in agreement with the rest of QQ and seemed to have mumbled a yes yeah. in there as well. And I know I said that Azumi allowed Konami to speak, but who's going to stop Konami from saying stuff if she oh, wants yeah. to say stuff? Azumi kicks everything off with the fat jokes right away and calls in Gorilla to start off everything with her. Well, it, she actually a little bit of beef here because she was like, hey, fat ones, get the hell out. And they're all like, huh? And then Saya steps forward and goes, I, I think she wants to wrestle me. Therefore, calling her own teammates fat. He's fat! I find it funny. She starts to do the height jokes with Gorilla, too. Because, yeah. you know, Azumi's not that tall. But... She's like barely half an inch taller than her. I mean, but don't get me wrong. I'm not going to mess with either one of these ladies. No. They start trading elbows and Old Ref calls for the bell to make sure that we get things underway. And, oh, look, it's Tank Top Guy reading his notes in the newspaper. Yeah. I maintain that he's a fixture here at Shinkiba. Yeah. Rough looking dropkick from Gorilla to Azumi in the middle of the ring as they start to get everything under control for Jan with all of them rushing in. And I always like the Tower of Power as they landed on top of Azumi. Yeah, it looks really good. I got a good chuckle out of Azumi tripping Gorilla, dragging her over to the corner to get a tag in. QQ repays the favor by all of them coming in and ganging up on Gorilla for a minute. Yeah, they're just beating the crap out of Gorilla in this one. Utami is not in for long, but she comes in to lay in some power to Gorilla and then quickly tags Azumi back in to continue where she left off from. My goodness, the boots to the gorilla in the corner. You heard that all the way through the camera. Azumi bounces off the ropes to lay in a stomp onto Gorilla's arm, and this one was 10 out of 10. Tag into Konami, and she starts taking it to Gorilla as well with some stiff kicks and quick takedowns. Gorilla gets up, and she tries to make a comeback, but it doesn't play out too well as Konami is just too strong for her. Uh, that won't be the case for long, future me says. Yeah. <laughs> Gorilla does manage to get in some drop kicks that go straight for the knees and legs and crawls her way over to tag in Natsuko. Natsuko has Utami up on her shoulders. She uses her as a weapon against the rest of QQ and then starts going corner to corner to body splash the QQ members. I like this. This is normally what's called a ladder spot. Yeah. Utami works as well, too. I also love that, like, the crowd's been good already, but they love this match. They, they, they are tuned up to 10. This is probably the, the most match. excited or most audible that the Shinkiba crowd has been. I was going to say, I think it's the loudest like Japanese crowd we've seen so far. Konami and Utami are in to try and help assist Azumi, but Natsuko seems to be a little bit stronger for them and manages to get in a tagged into Jungle. And let me tell you, I'm ready for Konami and Jungle in a singles matchup. Oh yeah, 100%. Konami has reverse armbar number three laid in as the rest of QQ tried to clear the ring. It ends up with armbar confusion number two, but Jungle starts lifting up Konami and turns it into a vertical suplex with just nothing but power. Yeah, that's one of my favorite spots that she does. Konami back with armbar number four in the ropes. Jungle was running to attack her, and Old Ref is in on the outside apron to make sure that nobody interferes. Yeah. What is going on here? 
Wolverine ain't having it today. <laughs> he got a spill in the first match. Yeah. We finally get a tag into a Tommy who comes in and delivers a drop kick to Jungle's head. The two ladies tried to exchange some elbows back and forth, but Utami's quick on the trigger. As they run to the ropes, Jungle just turned around and jaw jacks her back down to the mat. A double team suplex attempt from Jungle and Natsuko to Utami after a little QQ interference and straight back to Jungle and Utami in the ring. This part of the match is a little throwing me off here because there was so much going on. It was chaos in the ring, right? Yeah. I know that right now Jungle and Utami are going at it, and then they start to crawl over to get a tag into Gorilla. I'm talking about uh, Jungle here. Mm-hmm whatever was going on in this particular moment in time in the match, Gorilla is quick on the button here because she flies in with the dropkick to Utami and she can't get off of her knees. And this was really smart here too, because Utami's like, what, a good foot above her? Yeah, easily. And she was just continuing the dropkicks on her to keep her down. QQ quickly comes in to help beat up on Gorilla. To, yeah, payback, of course. As you do. It doesn't last long as there was more of a pit stop for them to go to the outside of the ring and take care of the rest of Jan. They must not have been too effective because Jan is back in the ring to break everything up and they start running the body splash train. They did everything they could to try to give Jungle the pin on this, but Utami kicks out at about two and a half. Yeah. Gorilla goes back to the well too many times with the drop kicks and Utami about catches her on one of them. Gorilla goes for the crucifix pen to Utami, but can't quite get the strength to do it. So Jungle comes running in with a lariat to assist to knock her over. But it only gets a two, and I wish this had been the finish. Yeah, it was nice. Gorilla goes for her weird-looking submission pen, but Azumi is in quickly to break it up. QQ is all in on the ring to right now to beat up on Gorilla with surround sound drop kicks. There's a good little back and forth between Utami and Gorilla here, but all of a sudden Utami manages to get Gorilla up in the torture rack and gets the submission in 1045. This was a very fast-paced match from bell to bell, and both teams were working to help each other out. It really came down to which team could distract the best, and in this case, Utami had the time to get the torture rack up and make Gorilla submit. Yeah, I really like the hard hittingness of this match everybody seemed powerful which is great even azumi was able to show off a little more strength as opposed to just having to go straight speed kudos to this match well paced awesome definitely worth checking out i want to roll it back all the way to the promo for a second uh-huh. from the Tommy's promo, word here no not really but from the promo to this match Saya comes out as the cute one in the group because she's always in the middle mm-hmm. even the size difference you can see that even her comparison between her and Utami, it, it looks, she's the cute one. Mm-hmm. When she goes in, though, she's a real pit bull. So I, I like, I like, I just, I'm just going to say, I like watching her. Just, just the, the, the difference between her and her promos and then her and the match. Yep. And then, as always, jungle strength is really an, incredible to watch when she pulls herself out of that submission move and just yanks her up and just throws her back down. Yeah, for that suplex. That was, that was that was amazing. Our second triple tag match of the afternoon is Oedotai of Natsu, Andras, and Azuki against Momo, Viper, and B. No pre-batch promo from Oedotai, as I guess they took care of all of that in the opener with Kegetsu. But we do get the Oedotai dance, and that is always an acceptable trade-off for me. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Yep. You like that Kegetsu shirt? That's an awesome Kegetsu shirt. We shoot over to... The QQ locker room where Momo says, we're at Shinkiba and I have a preview battle with Andros Miyagi. I'm gunning for her. And then Viper says some words. I had to do some reverse engineering here, but we got it. You ready? Okay. She says, okay, what's going to happen is you're going to hit the B driver. I'm going to hit the Taka Michinoku driver. 
and B is going to hit the Manami Toyota Ocean Suplex. Had no clue what she said here. So I had to look up the Queen's Landing, as we know it from B in the future. Found out that that's called a straight jacket electric chair suplex pin. <laughs> Upon searching for that, I found out it was created by Manami Toyota and that she called it the Japanese Ocean Saikon Suplex. So all from right. all of that, I found out what Viper said here. Kind of. I'm not going to lie to you. I understood Momo better than Viper. And yeah. I apologize. <laughs> and that's the way it is. And that's the way you're going to like it. Queen's Quest, let's go. After the Oedota dance, I think we need to wait a minute as I don't see Tank Top Guy back in the seat yet. Mm. But he makes it the end right before the bell rings. I like the beginning of this. The crowd is loving Natsu when she comes out. But then Momo and Viper come out and it's like Natsu's forgotten. Except for now, who just goes crazy for every announcement of an Oedota member. She's just living it up on the outside causing a little bit of corpsing from the wrestlers as they're waiting for their streamers. Momo and Andras start everything off for us in a collar and elbow lockup. Andras finally manages to break out of the technical wrestling by shooting Momo into the ropes, and this allows for Oedotai to come in and quickly clean house and start ganging up on Momo. They're not in as long as Andras body slams Momo and then goes in to tag Hazuki. And for the first part of this match, it just seems like we're all going to beat up on Momo. Mm-hmm. This is highlighted by Hazuki getting the crowd to chant along with her while she's kicking Momo in the head while down in the ropes. Hazuki tags out to Natsu and she comes in to just start putting the knees to Momo. Mm. She's also keeping with the theme of the rest of the team by clearing out the corner as she comes in. Natsu gets the crowd going as she lays in the washing machine onto Momo while Hazuki clears out the rest of QQ from breaking it up. Now QQ does manage to break free and break up the washing machine, but it's Viper who comes in to do it and lays in a body splash onto Natsu who's on top of Momo here. Yeah, she murders both of them. It's another one of those at-what-call scenarios. Yeah. Now we are still beating up on Momo here as Hazuki and Andras make quick tags in to lay in some stuff as well, but as Andras is starting to lay in some elbows, Momo's finally starting to get some life to her defend herself. You would think that she's starting to get the upper hand, but the whip comes out, out of nowhere, and the rest of Oidotai are taking advantage of her again. Yeah. Elbow exchange in the middle of the ring between Momo and Azuki. Momo's finally able to lay in a dropkick to Azuki to get a tag into one of her partners. Reverse whip into the corner to B from Azuki, and Oidotai is back in to help clear things up. But it doesn't work in their favor this time as Viper comes in with a double crossbody splash to take out Natsu and Andras. This one was effective. This is the one that almost murdered Hazuki, right? Because yeah. she was part of it too. And it looked like Natsu's face smashes right into Hazuki's, or the back of Natsu's head smashes right into Hazuki's face as Viper lands on all three of them. This allows QQ to come up, stack up Oedotai into the corner and lay in some corner splashes. And to finish off with Viper, hitting the barrel roll to all three of them. Mm-hmm. B and Hazuki in the ring, and they are going at it between each other. B tries to set up Hazuki for the Queen's Landing, right? Yes. Yes. But the, Hazuki rolls or the it, Ocean Cyclone Suplex, as yeah. it's currently known. But Hazuki rolls it into a pin attempt. This is quickly answered with a boot to the face from uh, to Hazuki. <laughs> yeah. Mumbo gets tagged in as she quickly convinces Suzuki to leave the ring and tag in Andras. And as sure as the sun rises in the east, Oedotai is back in the gang up on Momo. The ring is pretty clear for the most part as Andras picks up Momo for what looks like a suplex, but Momo starts the reversal on it ends up with Andras trying to lay in a tombstone. I, what is going on here? Wrestling. I really like this back and forth here as it shows that Momo can go toe-to-toe with Andras. Yeah. Momo hits the double knees from the top rope on Andras, and it's broken up at 2 and 99 one hundredths by Azuki. Mm-hmm. B repays her for the favor of trying to get in the pin as well. 
It seems like every chance that Momo gets to take over in the match, Oedota is right there with the answer to stop it. Natsu makes the mistake of kicking Momo over to her corner, and it tags in Viper, who starts going to town on Natsu. <laughs> Love this spot. <laughs> I like when Natsu tries to suplex Viper, but yeah. it doesn't work out too well. Now actually comes in for a little bit of distraction at this point, too. This is when B just decks now. Yeah. It punches her right in the face. As Natsu's trying to get her bearings straight, B and Viper are right there to answer the call to put her back into confusion. And after Viper and B just wail on Natsu, Viper hits a Mishinoku driver for the three in 11.02. I really, really, really like this match. I know I've said that a lot tonight, but this one was top-notch. All six ladies were on their game. Love them. Everyone is holding on to their chairs at the beginning of yeah. this because, because of who's involved, but... Sound strategy in the first half for Oedotai and keeping two-thirds of Queen Quest either distracted or at bay. Understandable. B and Viper, all, as always, they get in there and they tear it up. So it was it was a fun match to watch. Y'all, I thought this whole match was set up to make Momo look terrible or <laughs> just beat up on her prior to a white belt defense. If I'm ever in this situation, don't do me like QQ did, Momo. Yeah. Overall, though, this was an excellent match. It showed that all six ladies are phenomenal wrestlers. Double thumbs up. Yeah. And we get a post-match little call out as Momo says, Hey, Andras, Miyagi, I'm not the one that won this match, but as usual, Queen's Quest wins. We've got a white belt title match at and Hall. Don't forget it. You're going down to the Peach Sunrise. Andras then gets the microphone and just breathes loudly into it three times. That's my gimmick. Momo says, it's creepy that you don't say anything. More than y'all know, folks. <laughs> Momo says, it's creepy that you don't say anything. Well, it's going to be fun. I look forward to it. It's main event time for the Artists of Stardom Championships. The team of Rebel, Goya, and Hana challenged the team of stars of Tam, Saki, and Mayu. This time, we bring it all and we will take your championships. Believe me that we come with it all to take it all. I liked it. That was a great promo by her. It's simple and effective. Unlike the next promo, Rebel says, Ever since I arrived here in Japan, I've been utterly unstoppable. It's my third match. <laughs> okay. Here, and I'm finally getting the title match I deserve. Okay. At the end of the night, us three are going to be walking out with those belts around our waist. Hana says, Goya-san, Rebel-san, let's do it. This wasn't a bad promo at all by Rebel. Um, Just the backs don't line up. Yeah, and I didn't really, I wasn't too keen on the intensity because Goya brought really yeah. strong intensity and then she kind of, Rebel kind of just leveled it off a little bit, leaving it for Hana to kind of bring it back. So yep. eh, she could have put a little more, more passion into that. This also has to be the first time in our review timeline. I, I don't know if it's happened to start before, but we have three languages in a promo. Yeah. And the gas masks are starting to be customized to what we're more familiar with today. Well, and also, like you said, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was reading some reviews of this and people were very excited by the fact that it's not TCS yet. It's like this world faction, though. Right. And the fact that you get three different languages in this promo really helps build the fact that Han is building something worldwide, not just a Japanese stable. Yeah, I actually have it in my notes when we get into the match. I'm going to call this early or pre-TCS. Yeah, yeah. We then shoot over, speaking of needing passion in a promo, we shoot over to Tam who says it's our fourth title defense. If we're successful, we tie the record for most defenses. This belt is really special for me, and I want to be a special wrestler for this belt too. Maya said, Mayu, not Maya, shout out to Maya World. Mayu says, that sounds so good. Tam says, let's update the record and take a step forward. Let's do our best. 
we are stars. They do the little star symbol. Mayu forgets to put up the bottom half of the S for a second. And then when she does remember, it's a backwards S. Uh, that's okay, because Saki was over there plotting and didn't say anything this entire time. She's trying to catch up with uh, Utami for least words spoken. <laughs> also, did you notice in the little intros here, Tam made Starlight's leg stretch look easy to do. I'm going to see if I can explain it. She was like facing away from the ropes, right? Yeah, yeah. Grabs the top rope and bends back to her head is almost on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, people should not bend like that. Splicy, splicy. You'll see. No. It'll make your back hurt. <laughs> I want to say this is the first time we've seen someone sit down during the pre-match championship promo pictures. Yeah, I was a fan. As Honda just plops on the mat while the camera go, they're going off on all the picture taken. Japanese Jack Tony looks as excited as usual. I, I like, though, that the crowd also super reacted to Honda just, like, being like, eh. You know who the next big star is here. Yeah, yeah. Race car ref is out, and he's got a big task ahead of him for this one. Stars try to get the jump on what I'm calling the earlier pre-TCS here. Mm. And then they hurtle onto the outside to figure out who's going to do what. Yeah, Mayu leads the Pretty retreat. sure it was them just having to convince Saki to stay and not betray them that early on. Mayu was the first one out of the ring. All three ladies go into the ring and go straight into chaos, but they clear out TCS and begin to take this straight to the outside. Yeah, I wanted to point out something here. Earlier in the Odeo tie tag match, usually those devolve quickly. That Kudos for weird. them keeping it in the ring so that this could happen. I wonder if this is leftover from Hana previously being in Oedota. Maybe. <laughs> also, why you got kicked Tam down the stairs? I, I, I got that coming up. It's uh, Hana is just straight cleared out the chairs with Tam. Yeah. And then in a minute, she rolls her back down the stairs to ringside. Yeah, not a fan. Rebel is laying down some punches of Saki on the outside, too. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, not good, but yeah, she's beating the crap out of Saki. No, no, Mayu, no. of course, is nowhere to be seen. Hmm. No, no, she was on the other side of Goya. Well, they never no, showed it. I, I, I will. It. <laughs> there. <laughs> Boy, they got all the way up to 16 on this count, didn't they? Yeah, they were close. <laughs> Honor roll Saki back into the ring to get this match underway to avoid the count out. Uh -huh. Goya gets tagged in, and all she does is just splash Saki into the corner. Good. But that's all she needs to do is she goes and tags in Rebel, who just comes over and stands on top of her to bounce up and down on her shoulders. Yeah. Rebel sets her up in the other corner to tag in Hana, and as soon as Hana's in, she shows us how to properly ragdoll Saki in the ring and follow up with the body slam. And kind of mirroring off of what happened in the last match, Saki seems to be the target of this team. Good. I'm okay with this. You gotta try to take out the strongest link first. Uh -huh. That's how the saying goes. Looked like Rebel was going for a power slam, but somehow it gets turned into a reverse octopus hold. What What is going on here? I called it the back-to-back -back backpack stretch. Yeah, sure. Or the back-to-school. Yep. <laughs> While Hana and Goya have the cradle on Mayu and Tam. Now, this was Yeah, the little pendulum here. bow and arrows. This was... It, well, no, that wasn't a bow and arrow because that's when... Well, it was like the upside-down bow and arrow. No, it's the cradle were... that Thunder Rosa does. Is it just called a cradle? Yeah. Fair enough. That needs a name. Rebel's Sweet. Revenge. Uh, no, no, no. Rebel wasn't the one doing it. Yeah, I know, but the focus was, was she. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was in the middle. Yeah. There's a big boot to Saki from Hana, and the way that Hana lays that big boot in always looks fantastic. It's followed by her karate that lets Saki roll away for a tag. And Tam is straight to the point when she gets tagged in by trying to go for a knee to Hana's face while she's in the ropes. Mm-hmm. Rebel comes in to try to give an assist, but this was obviously a bad idea on her part. Mayu comes in and helps Tam out just for a little bit, and it ends up with Tam hitting the DDT and reverse DDT to Hana and Rebel. Yeah, I love the DDT. DDT death drop combo. It's awesome. Tam with her gymnastic knees to the back of Hana for a pin attempt and gets it broken up at 2 and 99 one hundreds. 
Hana thinks better of what's going on and goes to tag Aunt Goya. Tam tries to start with the kicks to Goya's legs, but Goya's having absolutely none of it. As Tam is running the ropes to try to knock down Goya, Tam bounces off and actually ends up in her team's corner to tag in Saki. <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It's they're making Goya look like a beast in this match. Oh, there's one coming up. Yeah. <laughs> This part of the match right here just shows why Goya was brought in and started in the first place. And everything's setting up for the challenge for the red belt with Kegetsu here pretty soon is going to be thumbs up. Yeah. Saki does manage to get out of the way of running Goya into the corner, but she makes the mistake of trying to Irish whip Goya across the ring. Goya <laughs> just says, nah. Yeah. But we do get a nice look at her Karana from Saki to Goya as Mayu's tagged in while Goya is trying to get across the ring. Mayu starts with a dropkick to Goya while she's in the ropes, and she held nothing back on this one. No, it was brutal. Right after Mayu tries to grab around Goya for like a bear hug type thing. Yeah, I think she was going <laughs> she, for a suplex. But hats off to Goya here. She just starts dancing while Mayu's trying to wrap her arms around her. Yeah. And then they get the vicious butt attack. Yeah. The booty bump. There we go. Rebel gets tagged in, and the rest of TCS are just taking it to Mayu in the corner with the double arm pulls and the foot to the throat. And the team starts uh, getting together to beat up on Mayu in the ring. Yep. Rebel with a nice Mishinoku driver to uh, Mayu. This, this one was not the Mishinoku driver. What was this? This was a Falcon Arrow, and she did this one perfectly. Hats off to her. Yeah. But the rest of stars are in very quickly to break up the pen. I guess Rebel tries to do the driver again or the Falcon Arrow, but Mayu reverses out of it and the rest of stars come in to start delivering kicks to her. This was one of those weirdest, like it was, it looks weird, but it makes sense. So Mayu's behind Rebel and knees the back of Rebel's knees with her knees. Like it, it looks weird, but it, it's effective. Like I've done that to people in real life. It, it drops them. So kudos. Saki delivers the flying boots off the top of the rope onto Rebel in the corner, followed by a frog splash from Mayu, and this almost gets the three as Mayu sees Goya running in to break it up. We do gets to... out of the way <laughs> to land on top of Rebel. Ring awareness. <laughs> Goya accidentally knocks Hana off the ring apron as stars get, got out of the way. Stereo kicks to Goya from all of stars, puts Goya down on the mat. And Mayu comes over to Rebel to get a weird crucifix pin to pick up Rebel. But Mayu turns it into a Hurricanrana roll-up for the three in 9.56. Yeah, sneaky win. Weird. Yeah. Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I had to rewind a couple times to find it. This match started fast and did it just as fast. And I was happy to see all of these ladies square off and show that each of them provides something different. Saki's contribution is betrayal. And post-match, which Matt will get into shortly with Dr. My Wife's assistance... We see the focus put on Goya for her match with Kegetsu coming up. Did you see, though, when they were getting the trophy and everything and the streamers started coming in? Mayu got hit right in the face. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It was Kegetsu on the outside. Maybe. <laughs> this time, we did not have the opportunity to win the championship. But I'm going to really prepare myself to face off against Kegetsu at Kirikuen Hall. Rosie, I'm taking that championship to Mexico with me. I will win it. So, Kegetsu... Just be perfectly clear, that championship belt will be mine, and I will take it to Mexico. Understand? Quick shove, and she goes, shut up! Kigitsu then gets in the ring and gets on the mic and says, Goya-san, that's not going to happen. Thanks to you, my condition was better than I thought in my match today. Hey, Goya, I'm going to paint my face the colors of Mexico. You haven't seen anything yet. I'm going to pick you up and throw you. In just four days, you will see that I am the strongest, you idiot. She then turns around and realizes stars are still in the ring and then concedes to give them the, you can have the ring now. I liked it. Champion should, should have priority. 
I didn't realize how much of the translation it cut out, though. I mean, uh, that was a lot of information. No, you're good. Yeah, I didn't know there was a difference. Yeah. Yeah. This is where helpful Japanese subtitle guy is not that helpful because it's not English or Japanese. Hire Dr. The Wife. <laughs> Agreed. But Look at you, Japanese Jack Tony. Man, that, I'm, I'm, I was not... I. I sat there reading it, and I was like, you are not Japanese kidding. Japanese Jack we're coming for you. Yeah, serious. Those translations are, are ridiculous sometimes. Well, speaking of helpful subtitle guy, Mayu gets on the ring and says, Shinkiba, good evening. Helpful subtitle guy tells us it's 2 p.m. Today's stars, Tam and Saki. We've defended the belts for the fourth time. Amazing. It sets up for a chance to break the record. I want to break it and become the strongest trio in stardom history. But next at Corey Q and Hall, Natsuko Tora, a WHO title defense. Nope, a WOH. Thank you, autocorrect. A Women of Honor title defense. The title match with Natsuko was made official. If I lose to Natsuko at Corey Q and Hall, she is going to Madison Square Garden. I'm proud to be the Women of Honor champion. I want to defend this belt with my dragon suplex in Madison Square Garden. Natsuko, I'm not losing to you. I will not give up the belt. You don't get your world dream. See, I spoke some English. Thank you. Let's give it our best at Q and Hall. Then they shake hands. Mayu forgets that they have to close the show now and goes to leave the ring. Yeah. And then has to come back in and give Tam the mic to, to actually finish it off. Uh, and she says, please stand up. You said world dream, but we break the artist of stardom defense record. The three of us will make the super stardom dream. And then they do the stars outro. This is a really good show, and it allowed everyone there to see the best of stardom. It wasn't too long or too short, and it kept the crowd engaged the entire show. This is the best crowd starters had. Yeah, it was a really good crowd. And this is that's always a plus for me. My match of the night is the opener of Kegetsu and Hanan. I know, a bit of a deviation for me, but that was a good match, and it put the shine on Hanan, and wasn't, it wasn't a throwaway match. They were no. like, really double thumbs up to that match. Yeah, no, it was good storytelling. Everything about it was pretty good. And they put on a great match as well, too. And that, that's the kind of opener I want to see moving forward. Fair for enough. Everybody. For me, I have to go with QQ versus Jungle Assault Nation. I like the hard-hittingness of it. I like the Jungle got to go out there and be Jungle. Can't complain about anything in that match. I really enjoyed the Trios match with Goya. It was uh, had the right amount of action and laughs. You know it's a good card when all three of us have different opinions and none of us are wrong. That's right. As far as heel of the night, I... None of us are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of us might be wrong here. Heel of the night, I got to give it to Mayu. Uh, She hid from the water. She led her team into retreat. Uh, She just was all around cowardly tonight. I'm giving it to Kagetsu. Fair. Water bending, period. Yeah, and she also just straight up just beat the crap out of her. (laughs) Well, she gave the water bending uh, to the ref. That's heel enough for me. Yeah, that's right. We both ref alone. My heel tonight is Saki because I actually watched that match and knew what was going on for her refusal to fight back during the main event title defense. Mayu and Tam had to carry the load on this one by working even harder to defend that championship from Saki plotting her betrayal during that match. And every time it looked like they were running away, it was actually recovering from something that Saki was plotting in the match itself. Oh, guess what? Chicken butt? I have a special announcement for you. I did some research on this match. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) It was actually pointed out after the match that Saki helped carry the match. It's on the WWR-Stardom News website that Saki was massively involved in this match and caused them to win. I'm just telling you, it's canon. You're going to have to give me a a source on this one. I'm the source. Uh Nah. And WWR.Stardom-News. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> You're as reliable as we. Can. I mean, it was an interview with Saki, and Saki said it. But that's neither here. <laughs> and that doesn't—he just called Saki the heel, as if he's going to. I'm saying he's wrong. Saki was right. All right. So we said at the beginning of this episode that we are getting ready for a watch along, and we would tell you in this episode what we're doing next. Well, according to our timeline in 2019 for Stardom, the next thing that's actually occurring is the Hana press conference where she became full time with Stardom, and that's where we're going to be doing a watch along and also a Q&A with Biss, the promoter of Inspire AD in Austin, Texas. Yep. So send in your questions, leave a comment below this video, let us know what it is that you want to ask us. Me, well, where Matt, do you want to send the, doctor, the questions? The wife while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they can send the questions to socials as well. Yeah, and I'm going to get there. It, just comment on this video, facewrestling at gmail.com at face wrestling on all the social medias twatter graham cracker what's the other one instagram uh, i instagram. think didn't you make like a tiktok facebook. or something we have a tiktok but it's not Matt super active TikTok. yeah anyway wrestling.com you got links to also everything. go follow inspire ad to keep up with some of the best wrestling in the texas area and there's one more thing while we were doing research for this episode matt found something for us i did bar. oh natsu owns a bar in japan dr my wife yes add it to the list okay and they follow us on the Twitter, so so should you. Yeah, and she shows up to work there from time to time. That's it for me. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. I'm Doctor the Y. Be sure to catch us on all the usual places within social media at Base Wrestling on the Twitter and Facebook, and also Doctor the Y. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. Come to the table and say hi if you see me at a show. I will definitely be at Hybrid Experience coming up in a couple of weeks. I will also be at Uncanny and several other places, hopefully, in the 2024 futures. Don't forget to stutter kick the like and subscribe button here on YouTube. As always, check out www.stardom-world.com where you get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 yen a month. How many yen? 920. Not a lot of yen. No, it's not. And don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good.